welcome to the Green Light. Green Light. Special bonus episode bonus, with bonus. Michael Sparks. Michael Sparks, as bonus. you know, was on our most recent episode of the podcast because all of you listen to all of our episodes of, of the podcast. Uh, but Michael talked, uh, we had a really great conversation with Michael. Yes. We'll start off with that. Michael loves anime yes. and that is why we're here. Yes. <laughs> so basically what we did during the interview is um, Jackson came up with the idea to ask him for um, just a couple of recommendations for animes for people who've never really watched anime. Mm -hmm. um, and he had a lot of recommendations. He did. So, they were all great. He had a lot to say about yeah. them. <laughs> so um, so we, we realized that we would not be able to put all of that in our episode proper, mm -hmm. but we thought that the world needed to hear it. So we're putting out an extra special bonus episode yes. midweek. So that's what this is. It's going to be shorter than normal, obviously, but... Yeah, uh, it'll just, just be like 25-ish minutes, probably. Yeah, yeah, but just a little something to get over those Monday blues for you. The, yeah. The, the Monday scaries, if you will. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> um, thank you again, Michael, for coming on. We love you so much. Mwah. And uh, without further ado, here he is, Michael Sparks on... Anime. Um, but a little bit of a slight diversion. This is sort of our last question, actually. Yeah, um, oh. yeah. Well, we've, it's like a, a, a two-parter. A two-parter. So we're going to... A one-two two punch here. Okay. I'm going to come in with one. Lauren's going to come in with two. Um, You're going to beat me up. Exactly. <laughs> as soon as this interview ends, out. Michael. I won't be able to answer, answer anything else. Gotcha. <laughs> well, that's why we're going to finish the interview first. <laughs> but, um, so I, I know you're a big fan of anime. Um, oh, and God. I, yes. I, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so I'd love to hear you just like real quick, just like talk about anime as a genre and the kind of stories you think you can tell in that medium that sort of makes it more unique to like live action or, or even like other forms of animation. Ooh. Um, so one thing I think is like interesting and always, it always makes me sad is like I try to get some of my friends to watch a certain anime show and they're like, Oh, I'll only watch it if it's live action mm -hmm. or, you know, people want to see a live action version of a show um, or an anime or manga or whatever. And the issue is a lot of the time, I feel like certain emotions can be more clearly felt through animation than through live action. And when I say that, I mean that, you're able to exaggerate things in a way that would never work in live action and able mm -hmm. to suspend disbelief in a way too. Um, like you see, uh, I'm trying to think like if you look at any anime that's been adapted to live action, um, like death note, I guess mm. um, <laughs> death note's probably a great example because the live action movie besides you know having to truncate the story so much like it seems so goofy and also besides whitewashing it it seems yeah. so goofy because like these disparate elements don't coalesce because if you're watching something that's animated like you can look at it and like you can see a giant monster or like a weird shadowy demon thing and that works because it fits into the world mm -hmm. and you're able to understand these things in a way that if it, you saw it in live action it would take you out of it yeah like my favorite anime of all time um and it goes back and forth with her is spirited away um because there are so many strange and weird things in spirited away that would never work in live action and by showing these things 
with this story of this young girl who's growing I'm up. I'm so sorry, my stomach growled really loud. Um, <laughs> oh, <you're good. laughs> so, so sorry. I don't think anyone could hear it besides me and oh, Mark. Really? Yeah. Um, so, I was afraid it would be too loud. No, I think you're good. Uh, so, so sorry to interrupt you, Michael. No, please, you're totally good. Please keep um, going. I, I guess, like, through, like, Spirit of by showing these strange weird amalgamations of things i feel like it's able to build like this metaphor of this experience of like you know this young girl being brought into this strange unknown world and having to uh, overcome it and mature and then eventually like get her parents back and i feel like you couldn't really tell a story like that as well through live action because live action you would look at it and it would take you out immediately if you see strange monsters and stuff and also it would mm-hmm. fall more into a horror rather than like this more fantastical element i feel like anime and animation and any kind of drawn art is able to tell these metaphors that approach our experiences and like developments and changes in a way that live action can't while live action is able to show these raw true feelings the way they actually happen in mm-hmm. some ways until like real stories like anime could never really do horror very well mm. because horror is all about like having like extreme empathy and like being able to feel like you're actually there whereas mm-hmm. you know you're looking at like animated people and there's already that disconnect yeah but animation like shows like this fantastical world where things are very different and it's able to shine a light on very basic human emotions and changes in a way that you just can't do in live action. And a lot of the times the best anime and animation in general, I think is able to elevate the stories through its animation. Like if you look at treasure planet, like the whole idea of Jim Hawkins, like, you know, coming in, like becoming the space pirate and like flying across um, to find treasure planet, it's elevated because it feels like a storybook. Like he's reading a storybook in the beginning and mm-hmm. like we see and yeah. approach storybooks as like these drawings. Like with Lion King, like with all of the Disney Renaissance films and why I feel that the live action remakes don't work yeah. because, you know, the colors like in real life aren't nearly as vibrant as they are. Yep. The effects and the things you can do, like the lions can't, you know, smile in real life. Exactly. Like, that's not possible. It would look weird, but it looks fine in animation because there is that difference and that disconnect. Yeah. Or like with Coraline, where it's all about like, you know, these people turning into toys and like manipulating the buttons and like because she's this um like hand like this clay figure, um that's being animated like that you're able to do like it feels like she's a toy or like anomalisa directed by charlie kaufman like he sees everyone as having the same face and voice and it's so simple to do that through you know the claymation that they're doing because they have the exact same faceplate for everyone and it sells it whereas in live action where you that wouldn't work nearly as well yeah. it would like disconnect you i feel like one film that does that really well is um have you seen the movie version of James and the Giant Peach? Um, the, uh, I have not, but I've, I've like seen parts of it, okay. but I know I, I've read the book. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like a lot of what it does is, you know, at the, at the beginning when he's with Aunt Spiker and Aunt Sponge, you know, it's, it's live action 
And even though their clothes are kind of weird, the house is kind of weird, right. there are always things that are just a little off from reality. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. live action. And then as soon as he goes into the peach, you know, he's claymation, the bugs are claymation, and they're all... I mean, I don't know if they're literally made of clay. I don't think they are, but they're they're animated, you know? Yeah, and, stop motion, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think it just works so much better because it, it just... It, it makes it very literal that he's going into this kind of fantastical right. world, and it wouldn't work as well if it was either all live action or all animated. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Really sure. expresses it's... that disconnect. For sure. Um, I think I think also... Oh, man, I was, I was trying to think. Like, one of my favorite like I, I feel like anime also as a genre it's really cool because um like my dad uh, it's funny like last christmas my dad was showing my nieces um uh what was what was it um uh, hugo or whatever and they weren't really oh, into yeah. it. and i decided to show them wolf children this story about you know this single mother raising uh two children uh, up who are like half wolf half human and like them developing and one of the girls um that she's uh, she has a boy and a girl and the girl is like the same age as my niece and it's this beautiful story about them growing up and the mother single mother having to learn how to you know deal with these children and uh my niece was crying and at the end of it um because i i, I was crying too and i was just like oh <laughs> man uh, i felt like a good uncle but it was it was animation gives us the ability to tell stories in a way that live action wouldn't allow and i also feel like there are so many stories you can tell and like so many anything you could imagine you can tell at such a massive scale or such a small scale because you don't have to pay for you know huge giant sets it's just about how much you can animate and you can change and shift things and tell the biggest stories or the smallest things and i think that's what's beautiful about it Cool. Yeah, very well said, oh, man. Yeah. Our very last question for you. It's a, it's a really quick one. This is the two-punch in the one-two punch. Yes. Um, All right, so, cool. you know, because you love anime, um, we have we don't have a lot of experience with watching anime, aside from, <laughs> you know, um, Tori and Nick have been watching a lot of Naruto downstairs. Yeah. But... And Tori, what was that one movie that Tori showed us? Uh, what was it? The, your Name? The you, your Name. That was your it. Your Name. Yeah. Um, so... So since we are, you know, pretty new to this particular medium, uh, give us an anime series or movie real quick that you think would be good for people who are just starting out. Oh, um, okay. So I'll just give a few. Um, so obviously I think Spirited Away, any Studio Ghibli film is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Spirited, Spirited Away is probably the best one to get into first um it has beautiful beautiful scenery beautiful the dub the english dub is phenomenal great uh, also howl's moving castle princess mononoke all studio ghibli films as for series i feel like the best uh my one of my favorite like my favorite composer of all time uh and one of my favorite directors uh, uh yoko kano composer shinshiro watanabe director uh, Cowboy Bebop is excellent. It's only 24 episodes, which is why I think it's really 25, uh, which is why I think it's great to get into. It's only oh, 20 yeah. minutes per episode. It's pretty episodic, too. So you can approach it, you know, like pretty easily. It's uh, There are a few that have o- overarching stories, but it's mostly episodic. Um, but I love that. It's, you know, space cowboy kind of firefly sort of um, awesome story. Beautiful, beautiful music. 
Um, it's and Shannon Chira Watanabe, all of his stuff is great. Like he has this, like he does uh, Samurai Champloo, something else he did, which is Samurai film uh, show, uh, but scored with like new job base hmm. music, uh, which is a very interesting kind of weird connect, but it works so well. Um, and then obviously Death Note, love Death Note. It's so good. It, it gets a lot of flack, but I feel like it's great. Um, One Punch Man is also excellent. However, the second season, I think they, uh, they switched animation studios. Animations quality went down a whole lot. Um, but I think if I was to give three of my favorite shows of all time, uh, anime, and this is the these are the last ones I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to say Mob Psycho 100, absolute must watch. So far, it's only 24 episodes, two cores. First season was 12 episodes. Second season was also 12. It's written by the same person who did One Punch Man. But I think it's much better because the story is about this young boy named Mob, who is the strongest psychic, you know, like telekinetic um, esper in the world. But he is so scared about his powers that he, because whenever he has very strong emotions, he his powers get unleashed and he's so scared about feeling these emotions that he, yeah. Night. Sorry. But he's so scared about expressing these emotions and letting his emotions control him that he's like buried them so deeply. And the story, while he's a very OP character, the story isn't about him becoming strong enough to, you know, beat all the bad guys. It's about him growing as this young boy into someone who's able to control his emotions and feel things. And it's such a beautiful story, I think. Um, and then second one, I'd recommend Steins Gate. Uh, it's also only 24 episodes, super quick. Um, it's about this guy named Hoin Kyoma, who is this mad scientist, self-reported mad scientist, who in the first episode, he, he's trying to invent a time machine. And it's with a microwave. It's weird. It's like set up as this wacky thing. But he goes to this time machine conference and he sees someone die and he texts his friend about it while he's walking down a very busy street. And suddenly everyone disappears and a spaceship has crashed into the building. And it's all about him developing this time machine through the first 12 episodes. We kind of like learn how the time travel works. So it's very like it's very based in like the sense of like reality, like, you know, the whole like you can't change the future you just change like what timeline you're on mm -hmm, you know like sure. different alternate realities um but it's all like as soon as the 12th episode hits something happens and it's all about him fighting back against this big organization i don't want to spoil it but it's awesome and then the third one that i definitely recommend is attack on titan uh attack on titan is so good uh <laughs> and the it's interesting because the first season came out in 2013 and it was great. It was kind of schlocky. Like it, it was pretty good, but it wasn't like super deep. Like, you know, it's about these giant Titans threatening, you know, humanity in the future. And they're all like, kind of like trapped within these walls and the Titans are trying to eat everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of action. It's really well animated. It's cool and good. And the characters are neat, but that was basically it for the first season. But as soon as the second season hits and then the third season, the story becomes much more grounded in the characters and how they are fighting this these monsters and how it's like affecting them as people and also like what 
is actually like what are the source of the titans and like who are these people and like the story just unravels more and more and more and becomes something about like it's a commentary on like the government controlling its people and how these things work and like how like you know uprising and revolts like happen and how like these dreams people have can decay and like all these things and it changes and shifts so much and there's so many twists and turns that the entire story that by the time you get caught up with the show which is at the end of the third season now going into the final season which is coming out later this year hopefully um it's changed so much that it's almost unrecognizable from what it started as because i think it's great like the first season i think is really solid especially looking back at it um from the perspective of the third but as it has developed the story has changed so much to the point where the show that i thought was oh this is like awesome action like really cool blood and gore i literally was crying throughout the entire final season (laughs) because it was so deep and personal like there was one episode where it was literally just people talking no music until the last like minute which is unheard of in like anime yeah and it was so good and well directed and voice acting is just impeccable but yeah all right that's my piece great you give us plenty of material to watch michael that's fantastic (laughs) um but i think that's all the questions we have yeah i think that's it yeah um do you have anything real quick that you want to plug michael um, anything that I want to plug, <laughs> this light bulb, <laughs> sorry, um, um, <laughs> no, um, I, going back to Rose, I actually have filmed it, um, and I am planning on releasing it sometime soon, um, hopefully within the next few weeks, uh, my friend who's composing it, um, is working on finishing up the music, obviously, with everything going on, there's been a delay. Sure. Um, but sometime soon it'll be coming out, and I hope everyone um, will get a chance to see it. Great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely post, you know, if you give us an update when it's out and a way that we can share it, we'll definitely share it on our page so everyone listening can watch it. Yeah. yeah. Of course. And if yeah. you... If you want to collaborate with Michael on any future things. Michael, I hope this is okay that we're going to include like an email for you in the description of the episode. Is that okay? Sure. Okay, great. So if you want to collaborate with Michael on anything or just pick his brain about anime, uh, we will leave his email (laughs) in the description uh, below. So yeah, yeah, I think that's all we have. Michael, thank you so much for coming on again. This was really awesome. Amazing. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. I hope I didn't ramble too much. No, <laughs> of course not. All right. Gosh. Thanks, man. Uh, talk to All you right. later. Bye, y'all. All right. Bye. bye. bye.